This is a Bloomberg Quick Take. Context and background on issues of interest. Our focus is on a market melt-up. What is it? And here are some ways to tell with Bloomberg's Luke Kawa. The situation. Well, it's, uh, it's not something you'll find in Webster's or even, you know, UrbanDictionary.com. For me, uh, the most defining characteristics of a melt-up is that, it's, you know, it's panic buying and it's it's brought about by a rally that too many people missed. And that in itself, people piling in and that this fear of missing out is something then that causes you know, U.S. equities in this case to, to ratchet higher rather quickly. All right. So if it's not in a dictionary, then what are some of the signs? What are some of the classic signs of a so-called melt-up? So a, a few things. Uh, breaking into new highs is, I think, a new characteristic. Once you get a breakout above new highs and the initial move above that, that tends to have some characteristics of a melt-up. Uh, having a relative strength index, so that's a technical indicator of price momentum. When it's above 70, it's said to be overbought, and we're currently above that for the first time since, since January. Uh, so we're now in overbought territory. That's characteristic. Uh, another would be the presence of new buyers, and so retail investors were seeing some signs that they're kind of getting more excited about stocks and piling into popular names. Uh, Options are showing that investors are chasing kind of big rather than small upside in the near term. And and there's some signs that hedge funds are kind of underinvested or underexposed to risk, and they might need to, to get back in there. The background. So to, to name a few on a melt-up, I, I think what we saw at the beginning of this year when U.S. stocks ratcheted higher and gained uh, 5.6% in January alone, that was that was definitely a melt-up, and global equities kind of joined in the move as well. I, I think immediately after the U.S. election, when you know we had the circuit breakers triggered on election night, but then thereafter proceeded to go on this great tear in uh, in U.S. equities, I think that was probably safe to say a melt-up in hindsight. Uh, the dot-com bubble that, you know, is something that started as a melt-up morphed into a bubble. And we had, you know, a nice move in stocks in, in 2010 as we were kind of uh, rebounding again from, from some intermediate lows that I, I think would qualify as well. All right. Raises the question then, how does one differentiate a melt-up from a bubble? I think the biggest the biggest difference between the two you could flag is the role of extrapolative of expectations. So, for instance, in, in bubbles, the only reason to buy is because you're convinced and you know that, or you have great faith, that you can find a greater fool to then buy from you. Uh, right now, what what I think would be a key difference in, in just making the comparison is that valuations in U.S. equities are actually lower than they were at uh, you know their peak of the year in January. So it's not clear that people are only buying stocks uh, because they've reached these absurd valuations. For instance, in, in the dot-com bubble, there was there was just simply no way companies would ever have the earnings or revenue uh, abilities, generation abilities in the long run that supported the prices they were being paid. So the only reason was you know somebody else will pay more because things just keep going up and that's that's not precisely the case the argument you never want to miss up out on upside as an investor and in fact a lot of the the death rattle of uh, of a bull market tends to be occasionally it's uh it's most intense phase and you'd miss out on a lot of gains by not participating in a final melt-up but perhaps you know when you when you think a melt-up might be kind of kicking in might be time to start thinking about adding more hedges still staying exposed but maybe looking for other ways to protect yourself and how does a melt-up typically end is it with a, a big bang or is it with a whimper so we we don't really have a set set playbook for this uh 
for instance, we can see that the one earlier this year, well, well, that ended with a heck of a bang with the biggest one-day spike in volatility on record that quickly sent U.S. stocks into correction territory. However, you know, bringing back to another recent one right after the, the U.S. election, I, I think we just kind of had, you know, a period of a petering out of, of softer gains for a while and then, you know, proceeded to, to go on another jump of, again and had a great year in U.S. equities last year. So it's, uh, it's tough to make a hard and fast rule on that front. For more on a market melt-up or other quick takes, go to Bloomberg.com or for Terminal customers, go to NIQuick. I'm Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio.